Hello and welcome to Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. My name is Eric. Sitting across from me is Arwen. We are the family-friendly podcast that talks about rated R movies. And more. And more. Uh, if you like us, come to our Facebook. We are Happy Fun Time Movie Hour. We're also on Twitter. We are at Funtime Movies 1. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. You can listen to us on all the platforms in the world, including Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeartRadio, Spotify, and more. Now let's get to the show. Today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, uh, Kevin Smith movies. Okay. But first, let's talk about the state of the film industry. Okay. Due to our global crisis, uh, one of the industries to be impacted the quickest in the world Mm -hmm. is the film industry. Right. For example, movies like the new James Bond film, uh, No Time to Die, was supposed to come out last month. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come out in April. I think that was last month. I don't know. Um, It's May, so yeah. But that's been moved to November. Black Widow moved to November, December... October? Somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Several movies have been pushed back. Yeah. Some have been pushed back to 2022. Wow. Um, Marvel has an order of movies they want to get to, and they can't do anything until Black Widow is done. Right. And then they can't do anything until Doctor Strange is done. Wow. So, they have an order that they got to go through. Mm-hmm. Same with television and things like that. Um, we saw that uh, the Goldbergs ended on a weird note. Yes. Um, so did Schooled. Yes, yeah, Schooled. The Flash. You know, other a lot of these shows, they, they work a good deadline to where they only have like two weeks to edit and, end, you know, mm-hmm. give us an end product. Quick turnarounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and it keeps things relevant. If you do things a year in advance... Something could happen in the world, and you can't respond to it until the next season. Right. And then now some movies are being released to direct to digital. Mm-hmm. Um, Trolls World Tour. <laughs> and I'm not even kidding. That yeah. that movie got a lot of downloads. Like, people saw that movie. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure that there are families... That their kids were like, I really want to see this movie. Yeah. And they wouldn't stop talking until they saw the movie. <laughs> well, there's that. And, you know, if you're taking a family of four, you know, two kids, wife. Oh, yeah. Wife, husband. To see a movie. $15 per person. Mm-hmm. M- minimum. If you live in bigger cities, it's more. Yeah. Uh, and then $106,000 just for concessions. Popcorn and, and drinks. Yeah. The movie industry's got to evolve. Oh, absolutely. And I think it's going to evolve in a good way. I hope so. Now, is there any feeling like going to see something like Avatar in the movie theater with the 3D glasses on? No. Really? It was the greatest movie I ever saw. Mm -hmm. Because it was so beautiful. Yes. Now, TVs are getting big enough. Oh, yeah. Um, people have better sound systems in their house. Mm-hmm. So you're probably going to see a, a, a shift. So, yeah, like Invisible Man, nobody was going to go see that. People saw it now because mm-hmm. it went straight to digital. Mm-hmm. Um, there was another movie, I think it was called The Hunt. And mm. 
apparently it's supposed to be one thing and it twists and turns into a different thing. But yeah, people were protesting that movie. Really? Yeah. It's like a political Hunger Games kind of deal, even though Hunger Games was political. So yeah, we we might see something good come out of this for the film industry. Right. But we're going to see you know that we were watching something they were talking to an actor about going back to work during this, you know, possibly mm-hmm. and how it's hard to be socially distant because you've got a makeup artist in front of you, you've got, you know, designer in front of you. Yeah, then and that's you're close to your your coworkers and that's that's my next point is that remember it's not just the actors, directors and studio executives that are impacted. Yes. This is a whole entire village of people mm-hmm. making one movie. Yeah. Um you got your makeup, wardrobe, hair, um you know, set decorators, set designers, mm-hmm. you know, the sound people, sound people, the, the lighting, everybody. everything. It's it's huge. I feel like the film industry has lost billions of dollars already and it's set to lose more billions of dollars. Mm-hmm. Even though some of the movies are in the can and just waiting to be released, yeah. this is money they're losing. Oh, yeah. MGM probably won't last. It, it has been on its last leg for years anyway. Mm-hmm. Warner will exist. You know, the big ones are going to exist. Uh, Disney will be fine. They're going to make... You know, instead of eighteen billion dollars this year, they might only make twenty billion or twelve billion, and so we may see just like I said earlier, an evolution of the business. Mm-hmm. That means, you know, digital. That means you know, maybe movies that like drive-ins could make a comeback. You know, stay in that your own would damn be car. Wonderful. It's a little hot in the south for some. It of is those, a little but... hot in the south. I, I wouldn't go to a drive-in until, like, early spring or, late you know, fall. late fall. Mm-hmm. But still. That's an option. All winter long they could show movies because oh, it's yeah. not that bad here in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. So, anyway. My prediction is that smaller independent movies are going to get more eyes on them mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. because of this. Big blockbusters are holding their, you know, holding their stuff close to their chest while indie People are like, okay, digital. Put it out on digital. Well, I saw something also the other day about indie filmmakers that were making deals with small theaters that a lot of their indie movies are on. Yeah. That are selling virtual tickets with these uh, these theaters. And then they split the, 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 the uh, cost. Smart. In half. That Smart. way they both make something and the theater can still exist. Yeah. And also, you know, to end on kind of a weird note, because I'm at the end of this, we <laughs> already know it, but this is going to make me want to watch that Kevin James movie. Oh, yeah. Becky. Yeah. He's plays some neo-Nazi murderer guy and he beats up Joel McHale. What could get any better than that? <laughs> It's so. something we've never seen him do. No, I've never seen him do a serious role. I don't think I have anyway. I don't think so. So, anyway, that's the state of the uh, film industry. Maybe we'll do this once a year until this crap is over. On with the show. Okay, so we have, out of all the movies Kevin Smith has directed, compiled a list of ten movies. We're going to talk about them briefly, 
and kind of explain what noteworthy things, why it would be in our top 10. We're excluding uh, movies that are short films. Okay. We're, you know, he did a collaboration in another film. We're going to exclude that. And we're gonna we're definitely excluding all of his TV shows that he's done, because mm-hmm. uh, if you guys didn't know, he's he's directed everything from uh, Supergirl to the Goldbergs, and a couple other episodes of Pish Posh Everywhere. The guy's working. And that that concert for New York. Yeah, he did the concert for New York in two thousand one, which I watched, and I had no idea he directed it, but whatever. <laughs> so let's move on to the list. Okay. So. Dun, dun, dun. All right. So the first or number 10 is our first movie that we're going to discuss. It is called Jersey Girl. Okay. 2004, PG-13, one hour, 42 minutes. And we're going to hear Ben Affleck's name a lot, but it stars Ben Affleck, Liv Tyler, uh, Raquel Castro, and Betty Aberlin. Story is a man is trying to rebuild his life after his wife uh, died during childbirth. And uh, he meets a young woman who is a store clerk. And the beats go on. So I know Kevin Smith is, he always poo-poos on this yeah, movie. Yeah, he craps all over this movie. You know, you read his Twitter, he goes, oh, at least that movie was better than Jersey Girl. And I kind of find, feel like that's, you know, like the the insecure answer to I'm going to downplay it before you can poke fun at it. Well, th- this movie was mired in controversy right away because this was during Ben Affleck's uh, dating soiree with Jennifer Lopez. Right. So it was the biggest star with the biggest pop star, mm-hmm. and uh, it was garbage. So um, he, he uh, I, I don't know if he changed the script. Like maybe Liv Tyler was the first woman, and then J-Lo was going to be the second woman. I um, don't think that was the story at all. Well, I know that paparazzi was a problem. He, yes. had, to, he had to split those two up. Yeah. And, um, uh, I don't. I think J-Lo was supposed to be in the entire movie. Yes, she was. And I don't remember, but I feel like J-Lo and Ben Affleck kind of broke up during this movie. No. No? No. It wasn't Because that? they had already, they, they had done, they were going to do Geely together and it was several months later, oh. uh, maybe even a couple years later, and then they broke up okay. because of his uh, soiree during Daredevil with uh, Miss Jennifer Garner. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I actually like this movie. I do too, and it's one of the reasons why it's my number ten, though, is because it is the low bar of the Kevin Smith movies. It it just ekes by. There are worse Kevin Smith movies. I mean, yes, there are. You're not going to see <laughs> yoga hosers on this list. Oh, good. Yeah. Because I was going to say, if you put yoga hosers before that, I was going to kick you under the table. Oh, heck no. (laughs) So, notable things in this is, uh, what's her name? Raquel Castro. She is a singer, and this was kind of her debut. Okay. And she sang in this, and she's a beautiful singer. Um, Was uh, she the little girl? She was the little girl. Okay. I was going to say. She was on The Voice later on. Years later. Right. And so, you know, we got a lot. It, it's really heartfelt. It's nice. Mm-hmm. I like the movie. I think the best part was, you know, when J-Lo died in the movie because it opened up 
so much more. Yeah, it was a little surprising. It was surprising. Um, but, like, J-Lo's kind of hit and miss in acting with me. Yeah. I do think she's a much better singer. Yeah, me too. Um, but Although, I, you, I, you gotta see, uh, what is that, The Cell? She's a, amazing in that. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah. Interesting. She plays, like, an investigator going into the mind of a killer. You know, it's crazy. Crazy stuff. Okay. All right. That brings us to number nine. I believe we saw this one in the theater. What is it? Uh, Clerks 2. We did. Uh, 2006, rated R, one hour, 37 minutes, starring Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, Rose Zario Dawson, and Jason Mewes. I like this one. I do too. So Randall and Dante go to work one morning, and it's on fire. And that was the quick stop. Yes. So then they have to work at another place as a clerk called the Movies. Yeah, it's like a McDonald's. Yeah. Rosario Dawson is the boss. Randall is the jerk. They have a kid named Elias who's like a virgin. I didn't even mention some of this stuff. Uh, It's just a pish posh amalgamation of just humor and gross humor and things like that. That just make you laugh. Jay and Silent Bob reprise their roles. You know, Jason Mewes, Kevin Smith reprise their roles as Jay and Silent Bob. Except this time they've gone to rehab. Oh, yeah. There's there's a scene, you know, that, that is like uh, Buffalo Bob and Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. You know, with the goodbye horses. It has a musical number. It does. Dante is supposed to be getting married to this woman, and so there's a whole love triangle that you find out about. And and the woman is Jen Schwalbach. Oh, yeah. 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 That's uh, Kevin Smith's real-life wife. Mm -hmm. So that's going to be weird. I think I actually like this Clerks, too, better than the original Clerks. Um, kill yourself. That's not nice. (laughs) So, uh, another noteworthy thing is, you know, Randall's taking back the term porch monkey. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. And um, he writes it on his back uh, of his smock. And the reason is, is because his grandma said, stop stop hanging around the porch like a bunch of porch monkeys. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that it's a racial, racial term. And uh, that his grandma was racist. Because my grandma wasn't racist, although she wouldn't let any black people in the house. You yeah. know, things like that. <laughs> Dante's um, like... Yeah, he's just coming Hello. to epiphanies. Uh, <laughs> during during the musical number, I got to notice Rosario Dawson for the very first time. She's a very pretty woman. No, she was bouncy. I know that. She's still a very pretty woman. <laughs> in I, fact, I, I, think, I love Rosario Dawson. I think this is the first movie I've ever I had ever seen her in. I don't know. Because I didn't watch Alexander. No. And she was in that. And I hadn't watched Kids. No. So this is the first thing I saw her in. Interesting. And oddly enough, the second thing I saw her in was Death Proof. Yeah. So, but she's come Mm -hmm. about, you know, come about since then. Now she looks more like the Joker somehow because her mouth is so large. What? Like she, she has like this weird, when she smiles, what was the last thing we saw her in? What did we just see her in? We just saw her in something, and I didn't. And she smiled, and I was like, that's like the Joker. Oh, jeez, I didn't even really notice it. really <laughs> weird. Um, and also, uh, what other movie can you go to with your children and see a donkey show? 
yeah, we took Jason to see this, and we were like, this is this is awkward. It's not, it's not, not just the kind any of donkey ca- show that you think of. Yeah, though. not just any kind of donkey <laughs> show. It's a male human having sex with a male donkey. Yeah. Elias liked it, so. Luckily, you don't actually see that. No, you no. see the crowd reaction though. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, like I said, wait. <laughs> this is Kevin Smith's humor. I mean, if you don't get his humor. He's not going to be for you. Oh, no. Definitely not. No. All right. That said, mm-hmm. he did a really dark movie a couple years ago, mm-hmm. and it's called Tusk. And that's my number eight. Wow. Yeah. You put you put that. I would have started that at ten. Well, Jersey Girl's number ten. I know, but I'm not a fan of Tusk. And Tusk is better than Clerks 2. I don't think so. Oh, I do. <laughs> uh <laughs> 2014, rated R, one hour, 42 minutes. It stars Justin Long, Michael Parks, Haley Joe Osment, and Genesis Rodriguez. Rodriguez? Yeah. <laughs> so this is about a podcaster who travels to Canada. He wants to uh, interview this guy, this mysterious man, who, uh, you know, and just drugs him. And uh, begins transforming his body into that of a walrus. Yeah. And the mysterious man is someone who starred in the last movie we, we did. Yeah. And from Dust Till Dawn. Yes. Yeah. So two movies ago. Two movies ago. ago. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Michael Parks. Mm-hmm. Great actor. This movie reminded me of if the Texas Chainsaw Massacre was a little scary. A little scarier, I mean. Are you insane? That movie is frightening. Not really. I don't like that movie. If you watch the movie now, you'll be like, oh, why was I scared of this? No. I've seen way scarier. (laughs) Yeah. I can't watch that movie. Um, Justin Long does a really good job. Justin Long does a really good job of playing a... a, uh, Scared person. Well, that too, but also, you know, like, his character at the beginning is basically unredeemable. Yeah, he's he's, he's a, jerk. a horrible person. He's an arrogant jerk. You know. Um Hallie Joel Osment's character is also an, an arrogant jerk. Yes. And later on I feel like maybe he set this up because it kind of feels calls, that way. He calls his buddy and uh he looks and sees who it is. He's like, ah, I'm not gonna do that and goes back to banging Justin Long's girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So some noteworthy things in here. One Michael Parks is a fantastic actor. Mm-hmm. He did a great job. Also, there's a Ralph Garman cameo that nobody knew. Really? Yep. The ringtone. Oh. Ooh-wah, ooh-wah. More margaritas. Ooh-wah, ooh-wah. That's from Hollywood Babylon. Yeah. It's one of his uh, one of his things. Uh, wasn't Johnny Depp in this movie as well? Johnny Depp made a cameo in this movie yes. as Guy LaDouche or something like that. And doesn't he play the same guy in the yoga hosers? Yep. Okay. Uh, other cameos are Haley, I mean, Harley Quinn Smith, mm-hmm. you know, Kevin Smith's daughter. Also, um, Lily Rose Depp. Apparently, those two have been together since kindergarten. Oh. So they're best friends. Yeah. Anyway, that brings us to number seven Chasing Amy. Okay. 1997, rated R, one hour, 53 minutes. And I I put it at seven, even though this is one of his most, one of his most revered movies. Mm-hmm. It's because I don't like it that much. Really? But I I've like not, it enough to be number seven. I've only seen it maybe twice. I feel like if the movie was shown today, 
the LGBT community would be like, he doesn't understand what gays are. It's super problematic. Yeah. Yeah. At one point, the main characters are like, well, if we're going to get over this sexual tension, we should all just have sex with each other. Yeah, that's just dumb. You know, and it's just dumb. My my thing about it also is that um, it didn't appear to have any LGBTQ people actually in the movie. That we know of. Right. I mean, it, it was made during uh, a time where people were still scared of coming out, too. Yeah. Also, um, Kevin Smith's brother is gay. Oh, I so forgot about that. He feels that he has a connection with the gay community in that way. That makes sense. Um, plus, one of his uh, podcasters on his network, he's an out gay guy. Oh, okay. So, it, it's interesting how... This is Kevin Smith's heterosexual uh, uh, vi- version of what he believes gays At the be. time. At the time. Yes. It's probably changed since then, and I don't want to... No. Throw him under the bus. Absolutely not. Anyway, this stars Ben Affleck, Jason Lee, and Joey Lauren Adams. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Arkansas's own Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah. And uh, it's basically Holden and Banksy are these uh, comic book artists who meet an Alyssa, who's another comic book artist. Holden falls in love with her. It becomes some sort of a weird sexual tension thing because she's a lesbian. Um, and... It was it was fun in ways, and it was depressing in other ways. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Kind of the way Kevin Smith sees the world at the time. Um, some north noteworthy things in this movie, though, is all the comic book references. Yes. I mean, I'm a nerd. I'm a comic book nerd. And uh, seeing something like a Jim Lee splash page is like, oh, ho, ho, ho. Yeah. That's Jim Lee. You know, mm-hmm. something like that. It introduced us to Bluntman and Chronic. Yes. And then Jay and Silent Bob are also in this movie near the end. And uh, people call this a Jay and Silent Bob movie. But it's not. But if, yeah, by that definition, Scream 3 is a Jay and Silent Bob movie. Exactly, yeah. You know? This movie also had, the Silent Bob character had a monologue. Yeah, really long monologue. And it was good. Yeah, and it was the Chasing Amy story. And I'm not even going to talk about it because uh, I didn't write it down and I don't care about it. (laughs) But yeah, he does do that. Um, I can't remember, I can't think of any cameos in the movie that I can think of, but I bet there were, you know, artists or oh, somebody sure. yeah. peppered in throughout yeah. the movie. Um, but yeah, Bluntman and Chronic as, uh, Jason Muse is Chronic and, uh, good old Silent Bob is Bluntman. Mm-hmm. And we'll see them one more time. Next movie, number six, Mallrats. I love Mallrats. Now we've we've discussed this movie in depth, mm-hmm. but let's go down through a breakdown. Uh, Nineteen ninety five, rated R, one hour thirty four minutes, starring Shannon Doherty, Jeremy London, Jason Lee, and Claire Forlani. For for, yeah. Nah. It's it's a hard last name. Yeah. Forlani or something. Um, two friends get dumped on the same day. They go to cheer themselves up at the mall. That's the story. Mm-hmm. There's some reoccurring characters from Clerks in this movie, but not played by the same characters. Correct. So, like, Ethan Supley plays uh, uh, Willem, mm-hmm. and then Willem was in Clerks, played by Scott Mosier. They called him Snowball, though. Yeah. Won't tell you why. You're no. going to have to just Urban Dictionary that crap. <laughs> 
And uh, some noteworthy things is, you know, all the comic references again. There was a ton in this because uh, Jason Lee's character had rows of comic books. Yeah. And he was engulfed in that. And it almost playing, reminds us about know, hockey game. Yeah. <laughs> it almost reminds us of uh, our apartments in Ohio, right? Oh, yeah. All the long boxes and stuff. Video games. Nothing's really changed except all my comics are on digital now. Yeah, there's a lot more space in the house. Yeah, di- video <laughs> games are digital now. But yeah, he, he would also come up with like sexual scenarios for like Mr. Fantastic and the Invisible Woman. Or, or the Superman <laughs> and the Lois Lane. Yeah. Like, would he have to wear a kryptonite condom? Things like that. Yeah, he was obsessed with sex. Um, this movie also is the first ever Stan Lee live action speaking role. Oh. He never spoke in live action before. Before this, you'd see him in cartoons. Well, you wouldn't even see him in cartoons. Yeah, He'd be the him. narrator yeah. in the cartoons. So his voice is so distinct, and I miss him. Mm-hmm. Um, also in this movie, Ben Affleck. This is one of his earlier films. Uh-huh. And he plays a guy that really likes to do it in the back of a VW. <laughs> and then uh, also, Michael Rooker plays his first comedic role. I loved Michael Rooker in this role. He is so funny in this movie that you forget that he played evil villains in other movies. Mm-hmm. Just saying. All right. We're halfway there, folks. Just We're almost there. Just don't stink palm anybody. Yeah, no stink palms. Number five, Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. This is a fun movie. So at the end of Mallrats, they show Jay and Silent Bob walking away with a orangutan. To one of the best songs. Yes. And the orangutan's name is Suzanne. Mm-hmm. And the Weezer song was called Suzanne. I know. It was perfect. Um, 2001, rated R, one hour, 44 minutes, if I hadn't said that already. Starring Jason Mewes, Kevin Smith, Ben Affleck, and Jeff Anderson. There's a, a ton of cameos in this movie. Tons. So at the beginning of the movie, we see Dante and Randall still working at the quick stop. Mm-hmm. You know, it burns down later because, you know boop yeah but then they go back because of boop yes <laughs> so that's your J- jeff anderson cameo there's some deleted scenes where uh they see jay and silent bob on the screen and they're like oh, we should have just stayed an animated show yeah and and one and dante goes what <laughs> yeah and if i can get a hold of that animated show i would be so happy i thought we still had it no it was all scratched up we had to throw it out oh i thought we bought a new copy no and hulu oh. hulu had it on there for a while but they had taken it off so Mm -hmm. i'm bummed out about that too um so yeah jay and silent bob travel cross country to stop the making of blunt man and chronic because they're using the blunt man and chronic likeness to monetize off of jay and silent bob Mm -hmm. without their permission yeah so what are some noteworthy things other than the cameos uh mark hamill well, uh, he's a cameo, but, you know, um, a noteworthy thing in this movie would have been, I don't, I don't. Let me help you. Yeah, I was going to say, because all I can think of stuff is cameo related, like, like the Scooby-Doo van. Yeah, we got the Scooby-Doo van. Let's talk about the cameos, okay? We got Judd Hirsch. Yes. We got uh, Will Ferrell. We got uh, Chaka Martin Luther or whatever his name was. Uh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Chris Rock. Yes. We had a Wizard Comics uh, winner to have a walk-in cameo. Mm-hmm. Um, we had Jason Lee 
Ben Affleck, Matt Damon, uh, uh, Shannon Joey, Dory, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah, you know. At the end, Joey Lauren yeah, Adams. Yeah, uh, more stay in the time. Mm-hmm. Mark Hamill. Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher was in there somewhere, you know. Um, oh, George yeah. George Carlin. George Carlin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, there's so George, many people. George Carlin taught them the rules of the road. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's pretty funny. Carrie Fisher plays a nun. Mm-hmm. It was friggin' phenomenal that he got all these people in here yes. to do the movie. Even uh, Linda Fiorentino, I think her name is, she's at the end of the movie. Um, the... I can't remember the black dude's name from uh, Chasing Amy, but he's in the movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Trish the Dish is in the movie. Uh-huh. So we saw a lot of stuff, and it's pretty cool. Yeah. And, and so each of those notable scenes usually included a cameo. Yeah. So we also had moviepoopshoot.com. Yes. That was introduced here, and that was a real website for a little while. I don't know if it is anymore. Um, View Askew did movie reviews, or people, it was like a community board, mm-hmm. and people would review movies on moviepoopshoot.com. Mm-hmm. Um, it introduced, like, the internet in a way that people didn't think of the internet. Oh, yeah. So when they go to movies, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and movies was established in Dogma. Yes. But it's been used as his go-to, like, it's product his, placement It's his apple deal. cigarette. Yeah. Um, so when they go to movies, there's, like, a, uh, you know, an accessible internet right there by the counter. So, you know, he's, Jay's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. It is you who are the ball lickers. Yes. You know? So. <laughs> um, there's there's a diamond backs. heist. Yeah, there's a diamond heist going on. <laughs> um, th- this movie is chock full of ridiculousness. Yes. And. Jay and Silent Bob reboot basically does the exact same movie except turn to one higher. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, and like I said, yeah, there's like a Planet of the Apes callback. Yes. And Tim Burton's movie hadn't come out yet. And we saw this in the drive-in, I believe, mm-hmm. up in Ohio. And I remember seeing that and I went, ooh, Tim Burton might be mad at this. <laughs> and I was right because Tim Burton is was mad at him for this. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, more stay in the time. It's it's a fun movie Ooh, ah, ah, ah. to not take seriously. Right. And it's one of my favorites. But mm-hmm. it's only number five. Number four. Zack and Mary make a porno. I've only seen this movie once. I know. And I don't remember it. <laughs> it's because you're in your phone all the time. At this time, I was not. We were both sitting on the bed and your face was in the phone. So, yeah. I don't... And then you got up and left... Uh, 2008 rated R, one hour, 41 minutes long, starring Seth Rogen, Elizabeth Banks, Craig Robinson, and uh, Jerry Bednob. <laughs> oh, that's a name. He's one of those Indian guys that gets put in, like, like uh, the 40-year-old virgin, you know, the two guys that cuss each other out. Oh, He's uh, one of those guys. Okay. So he, they had worked on 40-year-old virgin already. This is a movie that Kevin Smith thought he ruined Seth Rogen's career over. That's not the case. No. Seth is doing just fine. Yeah. So two friends, two platonic friends, try to uh, tackle their cash flow problem by making an adult film. 
that's the plot. Mm-hmm. And it's Elizabeth Banks and, and Seth, Seth Rogen. Rogen. And which Elizabeth I both Banks, enjoy. Elizabeth Banks is sexy. Mm-hmm. She's just sexy. And Seth Rogen was not that sexy. No. In fact, the commercials... The commercials had to be shown after, during prime time or after prime time, something like that, because of the name, mm-hmm. and uh, it was just so weird because this movie could have been just PG thirteen if it wasn't for a couple scenes. Yeah, and doesn't Jay uh, Jamie use he plays one of the porn stars? Yes. Yeah. Yes. So cameos are from Tracy Lords and Katie Morgan. Um, kind of like the old generation and new generation of porn at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, both did really well in this movie. In, in fact, after this movie, uh, Katie Morgan had quit the porn industry and was doing something in Vegas, probably stripping, I don't mm-hmm. know. Um, but she hooked up with the producer of this movie, and then they got married. Oh. But that's since broken off because she's back in porn. Oh, she did a podcast called Having Sex with Katie Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, it was okay. She would, she and her friend uh, would talk. You know, they they do sex advice or mm-hmm. they talk about their week and whatnot. It really didn't gain much steam, so they just were like, no thanks. And that was part of Kevin Smith's modcast uh, empire that he oh. was building at the time. Mm-hmm. Does he still have that? You know, I think he does, but I think he's the only one that does any of the podcasts. He just has a guest with him each day Uh and he does this like every damn day i think still weird yeah another noteworthy scene is uh there's a scene where a uh jason muse is having sex with katie morgan Mm -hmm. in her movie poop shoot and uh and she's like (laughs) hold on a second so jamie is backs up jeff anderson is the cameraman and he's like under him oh no and, uh, yeah, it's a big old splash of poo. Ew, ew, It was ew. hilarious. He goes, damn it. And he comes running out, and they're like, you're covered in crap. And he's like, no crap. <laughs> he's like, oh, no, it's all over. <laughs> Something like that. Gross. Um, Jason Mewes did his very first and I think only nude scene. Oh. Yep, you see his pee-pee and his beans. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And then uh, that led to him talking to Seth Rogen's character, Zach, mm-hmm. about the rowboat method. It's where uh, where I grab my wiener and you Is grab your wiener. Is this family friendly? <laughs> and we just rock each other's arms back and forth. Okay, that's just weird. <laughs> it doesn't matter if it's friendly, fr- family friendly. That's in the damn movie. Yes. <laughs> All right. My number three movie is a controversial movie. Okay. It's not that one. It's the other one. Which one? Red State. I actually really like Red State. I do too. And it's a terrifying movie. Uh, From 2011, rated R, one hour, 28 minutes, starring Michael Parks again, Mm -hmm. Melissa Leo, John Goodman, and uh, Michael Angorano. I'm going to just say that that's the best way to say his name. (laughs) Yeah, I think this is the the only time we've ever seen uh, John Goodman in one of Kevin Smith's movies. Yeah, it's the only time. So I think Ben Affleck was doing a movie, uh, either Gone Girl or... Was it called Gone Girl? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or uh, The Town, 
one of these movies and he saw Red State and he just plucked people out of that movie to be in that movie. That's how good this movie is. Wow. So, the plot of this movie is a group of horny teens uh, meet a woman that they met online. They're going to have sex with her. But instead of having sex, they get kidnapped Mm -hmm. by a religious fanatical group based off the Westboro Baptist Church. Yes. Michael Parks plays the dad of that, the now deceased dad of that group very well. They have kind of like a Waco thing going on too, where they're mm-hmm. collecting guns. Um, yeah, it's kind of a, a hodgepodge of uh, religious every, cults. Yeah, every that religious cult that you, you can think of. Yeah, this this was them. This was just an amalgamation of all those things. Mm-hmm. And then the teens are e- tortured and murdered. One escapes. So, spoilers. It's, it's really crazy movie it is it surprised me that it was kevin smith right and that's where i go into my noteworthy here uh it didn't feel like a kevin smith movie not at at all all. no it was dark yeah um it was well acted Mm -hmm. not saying his other movies aren't necessarily well acted but i mean this had really good actors and actresses in it yeah the only problem i have Mm -hmm. the only beef i have with this movie at all is its lackluster ending. Yes. So we're coming up to the crescendo. There's going to be a big old firefight. And then we cut to a court scene. Yes. Where John Goodman says, yeah, trumpets started playing somewhere and they all thought that they were going to be raptured. So they dropped their weapons and gave up. And I'm like, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it ended It has, bad. doesn't have a great ending. But up until that point, it is a spectacular yeah. film. Acts one, two, and two and a half to three, almost three mm-hmm. are beautiful. <laughs> the end of that act, though, didn't nail it. Number two, we're almost done. You hear that? That's the sound of almost being done. <laughs> the movie that defined Kevin Smith for the rest of his life. A movie that he made on, I think, $3,000. Wow. He maxed out credit cards. Mm -hmm. He sold his comic book collection. He went up to, I think, the Canadian Film Festival. Went to Sundance. Sold the movie. It's Clerks. For an indie filmmaker, this is a good beginning. Yeah. Um, He he liked dialogue-driven movies, kind of like Slacker. Mm -hmm. And he saw Slacker and he goes... Well, I want to do that. And so he did that. And it won awards and it made three million dollars. Wow. When you That's make a really th- good return. Yeah. When you make yeah. three million dollars off of three thousand, somebody's gonna notice. Mm-hmm. Um nineteen ninety four, rated R, one hour, thirty two minutes. It stars Brian O'Halloran, Jeff Anderson, Marilyn Gigilati. <laughs> I don't ever know her name or how to say it. Mm-hmm. She plays the girl that gives all the BJs. Yes. Um, and uh, Lisa Spoonauer. And uh, she played the girlfriend that Dante loved. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So basically this is a day in the life of two clerks. Yes. It's black and white. One uh, one whole day. Yeah, it's in black and white. So if you hate black and white, uh, I don't I don't know what to say. Just deal with it. 
this movie spawned one of the most iconic catchphrases. Snooge to the nooge? No. Oh. Wasn't even supposed to be here today. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it had the Randall walk. Yep. Dante being all sad sacky. Showed a kid smoke a cigarette. It had Jay and Silent Bob outside. Yep. Jay and Silent Bob's film debut. Mm-hmm. Berserker. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Can't sing the lyrics. No. Don't remember all of them. I remember the last line, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, one of my favorite scenes is when Jeff Anderson's character, Randall, is ordering movies. Yes. And he's, like, ordering all this porno. And this woman had just requested, like, happy Something. Slappy doggies yeah, or something like something that. Yeah, something for her kid who's and standing right her there. Her kid's standing right there. And he's like saying all these names. <laughs> I can't even say any of them because we're stupid and family friendly. <laughs> but he says this whole list. And he goes, oh, and happy scrappy uh, doggies or whatever it's called. And the lady looks horrified. Uh-huh. Um, I can believe she stood there that whole time with her child. Yeah. <laughs> um, the lady that's standing at the, uh, at the uh, video store waiting for Randall to open up and Randall goes up to her and starts talking to yeah. her and stuff. And she's mad. And she's like, yeah, this clerk never opens up. He's like, ah, oh, doggone it. I'm going to go into the store for a minute. I'll, I'll come back and see if he's open. And she, he goes in, he BSs with Dante for a little bit, comes back out, goes over, unlocks the door, closes the door, <laughs> turns on the lights, turns the open sign on, <laughs> and he opens the door for her and she goes, Walks right in. Uh-huh. Doesn't even say anything. She just walks right uh-huh, in. Uh-huh. Or what the, do uh, you say? <laughs> yeah. Or or the uh, the common questions people ask. Yes. Um, do you have any Sylvester Stallone movies? And all these arrows are pro- pointing to Cobra. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Or uh, <laughs> or uh, do you vulcanize tires? You know, weird things like that. Which I'm sure were all questions that they had gotten when they worked. Oh, at, I'm sure at he probably wrote stores. down a bunch of stuff. Like when it, we it, watched Superstore, Super yeah, mm-hmm. and you see somebody doing something ridiculous, you go, "I bet somebody had a camera on a Walmart for like three days." Yeah, they have a million things oh, to yeah. see. Some noteworthy things is uh, one person played two to three to four characters. Mm-hmm. You know, Scott Mosier played a couple characters. Um, there was a dude that was playing hockey on the roof, but he also was at on the ground floor mm-hmm. screaming up, hey, are you guys open? You know, something like that. Yeah, because the, the main premise of this movie, not only Dante wasn't supposed to work that day, it's that there was gum set in the lock so they couldn't open... The, the protective, the, yeah. you know, And he thing. put that sheet on. Yes, it's, it's like, yes, we're open. I assure you we are open. Yeah. And so they get comments on that all day long. Yeah. And so... Uh, I think they sell cigarettes to there's a There's a comic book... Yeah. Yeah. They, they, there's a comic book tie-in to this movie uh-huh. um, where they show them actually going to the funeral, oh, the funeral. of the girl mm-hmm. who died in Mallrats. Yes. And so there's that connection. Now, they're not necessarily sequels, but they are kind of extensions of each other. Mm-hmm. And this is where that world building came to a head. Mm-hmm. It's like, right here he's building a world, so next is Mallrats, then Chasing Amy, then we got, you know, Dogma, mm-hmm. Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, Clerks 2, Jay and Silent Bob Reboot. All those movies mm-hmm. take place in the same exact world. Yeah. 
And that's all I can say about this for now. Because mm-hmm. I think we're going to do this movie in the future. Okay. Number one, guess. Dogma. It's Dogma. That's my favorite. <laughs> 1999, rated R, two hours and ten minutes. This is Kevin Smith's longest film. Mm-hmm. Um, ben Affleck, Matt Damon, Linda Fiorentino, Jason Mewes, Kevin Smith. Uh, the singer. Yep. Chris Rock. Well, yeah. No, he's not a singer. No. That's part of the cameos. We'll talk about that yes. in a minute. <laughs> they mentioned the guy that was, like, in a coma the whole time as being top billed, and I'm like, I'm not mentioning that guy's name. He was asleep the whole time. Exactly. So... At the beginning, this man gets attacked, you know. By evil at, ski ballers. No, they were hockey players. Hockey like players. Rollerbladers. And they sound like bugs. Or yeah. So that's kind of cool. Um, they're like locust. Mm-hmm. So an abortion clinic employee must travel to New Jersey to save God and stop two angels from ending the world. Jane and Bob are the uh, defenders of this woman. Yes. It's like if D&D was hilarious. <laughs> um, Chris Rock is in this movie. Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. We get George Carlin again. Mm-hmm. Alanis Morissette plays God. Mm-hmm. Some noteworthy things in here. We got ourselves a poop monster. Yep. He kind of looked like if Pizza the Hut went bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only way I can think about it. Um, God is a woman. What? Oh, and one of the biggest stars to me in this movie is Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman is in this movie. I keep forgetting Alan Rickman's in this movie. He's the Metatron. He's the Metatron. In fact, when we didn't even know his name, we'd always call him the Metatron. I know. Be like, oh, the Metatron's in this movie. Even though we've seen him in, in Die, Hard. Uh, Die Hard. But I didn't recognize him from that. I, I did, but I, I never knew what his name was except like Hans, but it was more fun to call him the Metatron. Yeah. Um, yeah, he is, it's just fun. Um, Sama Hayek plays the muse. Yes. And she's just this worker at a go-go bar basically what's, what's funny about her is because she is a muse and and a fallen angel basically uh when she, she pulls down her pants and she ain't got nothing she, it's like no barbie genitals. doll yeah you know and that's like a catholic tradition that uh i think so yeah that yeah and so it's like genitals. it's like a running gag you know if somebody pulls down their pants it's because they're angelic and so they're like Barbie and Ken. They've yeah. got no parts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Salma Hayek. She's a pretty pretty You did lady. your thing, man. Um, but no, this was really good. Matt Damon, I think, is why I like this movie so much. Matt Damon is amazing in this movie. Yes. Um, ben Affleck does probably one of his most dramatic roles in this movie, mm-hmm. or at least scenes. Yeah. You know, when he his wings are cut off, yes. he kneels before God and he's like, just, you know, please. And she explodes his head. Um, but yeah, Matt Damon, my favorite part is the one in the movies. The movies. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's spectacular. And he kills everybody. And this one <laughs> woman is just sitting there alone. She goes, you're pure of heart. We all know that. Except when I sneeze, you didn't say God bless you. And he yeah. points his gun at her. <laughs> and, and she's like, ah, and Loki stops him. You know, whatever. Yeah. But yeah, it, it's the special effects are pretty spot on. Yeah. For 
a movie that you don't expect much from Kevin Smith. Uh-huh. Like, you have, like, this bar you set with a Kevin Smith movie. Yeah. And if it goes above that bar, you go, oh, this is a really good exactly. Kevin Smith movie. Exactly. And yes. this was one of them. <laughs> um, we didn't see this in the theater. We saw this movie several years, I think, after it had come yeah. out. Kevin Smith, you might be able to find a video on YouTube of him protesting this movie. Yes. And they're like, aren't you Kevin Smith? He goes, no, no, I get that a lot, though. Yeah. You know, something like that. Yeah, because there was a lot of controversy about this movie coming out. Yeah. The Catholic Church tried to stop it completely. Yeah. Not just the Catholic Church, though. A, a lot um, of people, but... I remember listening to the radio and them saying that this is going to be the most uh, blasphemous movie ever made. And it's not. It's not. It, We've seen worse. It is clearly not. Yeah, I've seen worse. <laughs> Um, I've seen worse that flew under the radar, and I went, how did this fly under the radar? How are they not talking about this movie? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And they just don't, because it's the high-profile stuff that mm-hmm. they think kids are going to watch. Kids aren't going to go see a rated R comedy about angels trying to end the earth. No. They didn't go see Legion. <laughs> know what I'm saying? Yes, I know exactly what um, you're saying. So, yeah. I put down, like, you know, there's lots of cameos. And uh, there's, like, real talk about religion in this. Stuff you don't get from people. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. can't get it now anyways. Yeah. You start talking about religion to somebody, they'll either shut you down or yell at you. Yeah. So, anyway, that's our list. We saw that he's got a project coming up called, what, Anti-Claws? Anti-Claws, yeah. And then uh, I think Clerks 3 is in the works. You know what's making me mad? Hmm. No moose jaws. I kind of surprised that that hasn't come out yet it was supposed to be tusk yoga hosers moose jaws Mm -hmm. and what is moose jaws it's just like jaws except it's a moose (laughs) that was his pitch and i need to see that (laughs) maybe one day maybe one day yeah maybe all right anyway this has been happy fun time movie hour if you like us subscribe to our facebook we are happy fun time movie hour if you like us a lot, subscribe to our Twitter. Uh, we are at Funtime Movies One. That is Funtime Movies and the number one. Like us on all the platforms. Share us. We've mentioned Stitcher in the intro, so I don't have to mention it now. All right. <laughs> Go watch a movie. <laughs>